Hello and welcome to Hops and Box Office Flops. We're coming to you with a special edition for March in honor of March Madness. We've downloaded io9's bracket for what was the best sci-fi slash fantasy film of the last 10 years. And we're going to go through it matchup by matchup until we select a winner. Now so, we, uh, we have a couple of rules that we've decided upon. And those rules were uh, if we have not seen one of the movies, um, that the other movie that we may have seen uh, definitely goes ahead. Um, and the other rule was, what was the other rule? The other rule is if we haven't seen either one. If we haven't seen either, the higher seed will go on regardless. Right. Yeah, that makes total sense. So I've seen almost all of them, but there are a couple that are in here that I have not. So those will just, you know, that's just kind of a crapshoot. I don't think they would have wound up winning anyways. But if you don't recognize the voice on the other end, that's the voice of Hops and Box Office Flops. The intro man. Yeah, that intro that... That needs a little work. <laughs> yeah. He's the ghost hammer, because that's the beer he's drinking ghost in honor hammer. of this uh, special pod. Yeah, this is uh, ghost hammer. Sounded very sci-fi, so it's a, another stone IPA. So let's hit you with the intro, and then we're going to get right into it. Hops and box office flops. A place where we can celebrate the underdog films. The bombs, the disasters, the much maligned movies that have drowned in their infamy. So please sit back, grab a beer, and enjoy the show. All right, so here we go with what is the best sci-fi or fantasy film of the last 10 years so contrary to what we usually do on the show right now we're talking about movies that were actually good uh, which is a little bit of a departure but that's okay because it is in the theme of the month right totally and we'd like to thank io9 for putting together this list it's really extensive and really beautiful and uh i'm sure someone over there put a lot of work into it and if you haven't been to the io9 website it's it's definitely worth a look it's excellent nerdy awesome awesomeness yeah and if i were to assemble a list of the 64 worst sci-fi slash fantasy mm. films well one most people probably wouldn't have seen the majority of them because <laughs> it would have been really bargain bin type stuff yep. so this just makes it a lot easier yeah definitely thank thanks to them so we'll go through it uh, basically region by region we'll break down the region get to the winner of that region go on we've given uh, each area of the board a title Instead of north, you know, the north, south, north, east, south, west. east, west. Yeah. Uh, we'll start with the Gates of Valhalla. That's right. And the number one seed versus the number 16 seed. The number one seed being uh, Mad Max Fury Road. And the number 16 seed is Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. Now, I have some issues with some of the seeding that we'll discuss <laughs> going forward. Uh, but Rogue One is better than the 16, considering oh. some of the... Movies that got pretty high seeds in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a lot of high seeded movies that I'd never even heard of. And uh, I'm not exactly a pro fanboy. So some of these are going to, I'm going to have to look over to you for yeah. some help and some of the descriptions. But I thought Rogue One was a, actually a fantastic movie. I think Rogue, Rogue One is the best of the new slate of Star Wars films we've gotten so far. I agree. Um, totally agree. And I'm sort of impartial to the off uh trilogy movies i think they're just better than the new trilogy movies have been 
I think they're all okay for the most part. I think they're all pretty good. I do not like the new trilogy films. Really? See, no. Do you remember the prequels? Have you have you forgotten? Have they? The the prequels <laughs> I understand are bad, but they also hold like a little bit of nostalgia for me. Mm. So That's I can true. look back on them and have like sort of fond memories of we were, where I was what? at when I saw them. Yeah, we were 17, 16 when they came out, something like that. Well, 18, uh, somewhere around there. God, Phantom Menace came out my age. freshman year of high school, so I was like 15. And oh man, I loved it at the time. Yeah, pod racing, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I love them all. Now, I think really the only one that's even discernibly watchable is the last one. Yeah, you, you may hear some toilet slamming in the background. We're yeah. going to edit all that out. Yep. No big deal. We've, uh, <laughs> it's not our general uh, podcasting location. Yeah. Um, and we're, it was sort of impromptu, but. That's right. We're, we're in Ocean Beach, San Diego at the moment. And what, I should mention that because we are currently drinking some delicious, delicious stone beers. Um, I feel like we should mention the beers, right? Yeah. Down the Ghost Hammer. The Ghost Hammer, which yeah. is a, uh, which is an India Pale Ale, a double IPA, I believe. It has hops in it. A lot and, of hops, and it's delicious. And what are you drinking over there? Well, I I'm drinking a Stone Delicious, yeah. which is a uh, most crafted to remove the gluten, a reduced gluten yeah. beer. And I went to the store to get some gluten beer for you, and the guy said, "I don't know what gluten is," so. This is what we ended up Thunderous with. Thunderous Wizard doesn't want to ache tomorrow. That's <laughs> how it goes. Whereas so, the, the Ghost Hammer doesn't care. Or yeah. Sky Hammer, or whatever. Ghost Hammer is. will take you out. Ghost Hammer, right. <laughs> so the Gates of Valhalla, first matchup, Mad Max, Fury Road, right. and Rogue One. So I, we should just list what we got? I, got I, I think this is totally unfair for Rogue One because... Totally. The, it, you're it's just, a quality flick. I mean, like, It is. and The last... 30 minutes is it 45 minutes maybe it pretty much whenever they get to that beach planet and all the fighting begins it's just straight on war it's star wars it's a, it's a star wars there's a dog fight there's a ground war it's like it's like one big full-on match from star wars battlefront and yeah it's glorious and it just keeps it keeps culminating it keeps getting better and better and better and better and then like when you think it's reached its zenith it's the apex of the mountain and then all of a sudden they throw in the darth vader scene with the lightsaber which, which is, is one of the best scenes in any star wars movie <laughs> which ever. is unbelievable it's one of those you're like i saw it in a the theater and i remember thinking like i can't wait for this movie to come out on video so i could watch that scene over and over again because yeah. it happens so quickly it's, and it's so brutal yeah and and then when that happens you're like oh yeah Darth Vader is a mass murderer. To me, it's like uh, <laughs> I know I, I I know you don't like Batman versus Superman, mm. but the Batman warehouse fight is like everything you've I've ever wanted from a Batman scene. Right. It's like oh yeah, that's Batman. Yeah, I thought you know he's got gun jammers. He's 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 throwing batterings at people. He's just literally beating the shit out of people. <laughs> the way you would think Batman would. He's snapping he arms. He's he like throwing people into walls. Like. The, the old Star Wars movies, the one thing that you look back and you say, like, oh, man, the fight scenes. The thing. lightsaber fights are so generic. Oh, by today's standards, they're you nothing. Know? Especially after you watch um, Revenge of the Sith mm. and they have like this 30 minute insane battle mm-hmm. and they're doing flips. and Or even The Phantom Menace. Crazy. The Phantom Menace had one of the most interesting yeah. fight scenes, I thought, of all those Star Wars movies. And, you lightsaber know, like, scenes, at least. Vader's supposed to be one of the most powerful Sith ever. Right. And you never get that until you see that scene where he's just steamrolling. Yeah, like then you can see why he kills everybody. Yeah. And why everyone's so absolutely terrified as soon as he comes anywhere yeah. near them. 
it's like every one of his powers is just fully on display and the unbridled rage as he just goes through this corridor cleaning people out as it culminates yeah yeah so we should talk about mad max because on my list obviously i think for and i think the same for you is mad max is the better more quality film of mad the max wins yeah mad max wins straight up in our opinion Mad Max. Uh, oh, it's such a beautiful movie. It really is. And oh, the other day on on uh, on my Twitter at writer TLK, and I think I, it's also on at the Hops and Box Office Flops official Twitter, which is at Hops and Bo Flops. I uh, retweeted a video of what Mad Max Fury Road looked like without all the special effects, because most of what they did was just real practical right. effect. Yeah, it would look like and the same that, movie, wouldn't it, for the most that part? That makes the movie. It's just insane. Right. When you got people up on these giant, uh, you know, remember they're swinging from those poles, you yep. know, back and forth. Like, yeah. people are actually doing that stuff. <laughs> you know, they cra- they crash like several hundred cars making right. this movie. Oh, my goodness. Such a beautiful it's film. It's just off the walls. It's it's one giant death race, and it's... right. And it's such a beautiful movie, and it creates a culture. You know, like this is what you could really, you could really imagine. Like this is what the world is like when everything comes to an end and society crumbles. People are warring over gasoline and water, gasoline, and uh, and yeah, somehow Donald Trump is still alive. He (laughs) runs this town. That's that bad guy, huh? Yeah. What's his name? I forget. His name is Immortan Joe. Immortan Joe, right? And like a language devolves, you yeah. know, they're, they're calling it gasoline versus gasoline. And, you know, it's just a uh, just an epic movie. It's yeah. one of the few movies that I'd seen where as soon as it was over, I wanted to turn it on, turn it on again, just right away. I could watch it on, on loop. Right. I'd have to probably cut out the, the scene with the many mothers mm-hmm. if I wanted to watch it like well, over and over well, again. Yeah. Or no, like you know, when they go out to the desert and she and she finds her people and she realizes mm. like there's nothing left. Right. It sort of slows down. Like that's the like, hey, that's your natural intermission to the insanity you've just watched. Right. I'm trying uh, to open a beer on on the microphone so we can get that sound. But if you like cut that out, you could literally just keep watching those chase scenes. Yeah. Oh, it's super fun. Super fun movie. Yeah. All right. So the the next one down below that. So Mad Max beats the la- uh, Rogue One. Um, like we said, it's a little uh, unfair that Rogue One had to get defeated that easily. And then the one after that, the eight seed versus the nine seed, uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi uh, versus Inside Controversial Out. Controversial film, yeah. Versus Inside Out. Inside Out. What can you remind me? Of Inside, Inside Out, is? Out is the movie about the emotions. The little, oh, and the little girl's emotions get out of whack. I can't believe I didn't remember Big that. I saw that movie. It was good. I liked it. So this is the unfortunate part of the seeding here because. You know, I know The Last Jedi is pretty divisive, and some people think it's great, and more power to you. I can't stand it. Okay. I like. So I'm guessing Inside Out wins. Rogue for One you? would beat Inside Out, whereas The Last Jedi just got smoked by Bing Bong. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching that movie with you. Oh, there Bing, was a there was a couple tears shed when Bing oh, Bong. Uh, Bing the, Bong. More than a couple. Uh, ascended. That was tough. That was that was rough. Yeah, right. It was very, very rough. <laughs> I love that. I have a coffee mug of Big Mug. Oh, Big Mug. Oh, so great. Shoot, I, yeah, I definitely picked one because we see, we uh, we filled our brackets out separately from each other, and I definitely did. I picked the Last Jedi over Inside Out, thinking that I didn't know what Inside Out was because I totally forgot, um, and I did my list very quickly. Uh, so I picked the Last Jedi, although I might have changed my mind. Yeah, I think. 
I mean, doesn't matter. So the last Jedi's badass. got some really awesome scenes, but as a, as a whole, it just does not work for me at yeah. all. The slow chase, which is whenever you ground a movie on a slow chase in the middle of space, it's not a. It's just not a good anchor. <laughs> that movie is so utterly boring in parts. <laughs> I I liked it. I thought I liked it more than most people. I thought some of the. Uh, some of the emotion to it was a little hokey at times, but what about I thought the, what about the, the battles the, were uh, cool. Force time, the, uh, the force weird time. like pseudo sexual tension conversations between Ray and Kylo Ren over Force time. Oh right, right. How they had that in, they have a and connection. Yeah, Ugh, that and he's wearing like that a, Snoke somehow. Yeah, made happen. Really I'm not important entirely that sure. he was the wizard behind that since. He lived on for another five minutes right. afterwards. And he got smoked. And really that's what, that was one of the issues a lot of people seem to have with that movie because uh, they uh, thought he was going to be something bigger than he really was. Yeah, and everyone yeah. had all these fan theories about where his character was going to go. People thought he was going to be the emperor. And that gash across his face or whatever it was was. I always thought he was. Uh, from the fall. And I'm know? sure this has been disproven, but I don't care enough to research this. But I always thought he was Darth Plagueis the Wise. Because his, he was one who discovered the key to like eternal life, the Sith Lord. Huh. And there's a book about him that I read. Uh, he's the one who trained Palpatine. Palpatine, of course, betrays him. But and I think the book is just called Darth Plagueis. But he gets, uh, he sort of becomes susceptible to Palpatine because he gets attacked and in such a way that he would have very similar scars to huh. um Snoke. So I was like, I was kind of hoping that's what it was, but then of course there's no real payoff, and nope. you know, and it's it just not, dies. It's not that big a deal that there's no payoff. The big deal is that Kylo Ren sucks. <laughs> and he's a big crybaby, and nobody likes him, and the army <laughs> hates him. And so when he's ordering people around, like literally when he goes to fight Luke, when they just like, dude, fuck this guy, and right. just shot him too, I'm like, all right, we're done with this. Now let's go about our merry business of blowing shit up for no reason, because I, yeah, none of that ever makes sense. I don't know what to say about that. I'm not sure what the whole plan is for Kylo Ren going forward. I really have no I, idea. I have no idea. He is whiny. That's yeah. for sure. He is. He's got he's daddy like issues, which is a popular theme in a lot of TV shows and movies. Yeah. Um, you know, he wants he wanted Darth Vader to be like a father figure, it seemed like. Yeah, I'm going to finish know, what you started. All right, which yeah. is what? Turning good and trying to save everyone? <laughs> Maybe he missed that part. Yeah. Then he just, he's like he's got selective. Maybe history. that part yeah, wasn't. He's like the British who don't written teach, in the annals teach the American of Revolution. Star Wars history. <laughs> like I cut that chapter out. All right, so you got Inside Out beating Black Panther. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, Inside Out beating the Last Jedi. Right? Yep, Inside Out wins. Okay. Running away, Bing Bong, just jumping through. Hoops. I put Last Jedi through, but I don't think it matters anyway going forward. Yeah, because it's going to run into the buzzsaw. The buzzsaw, the absolute buzzsaw, which is Mad Max. Um, and then after that, so we got the Black Panther as the fifth seed going up against the Conjuring. I have no idea what the Conjuring the is. The Conjuring is an, is insert family A into haunted house B. Mm. And then you Does know have to be people B? floating through the air getting their hair pulled. Oh, Someone's God. possessed. The dog knows the house is evil. I see All trailers the, for movies yeah. like this, and I immediately think to myself, there's no chance I'm ever going to see this. Now... I would safely say that Black Panther is going to win its right. first round matchup, regardless of who it was right. up against. But I hate possession movies. I think they're incredibly stupid. And this is a five seed against a twelve seed, so yeah. I guess that explains why The Conjuring is so low on the seeding. 
Although the Conjuring movies, they've made like over a billion dollars. Now these are James Wan's movies. People he did love like, terrible shit. He did. <laughs> I think there's a couple of Conjuring. There's two Conjuring. He's going to do a third. But then there's like the Annabelle, which is like the evil doll. Oh, sure. Uh, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen any of the offshoot movies because I really, I just don't care about possession movies. Right. Okay, we can skip over that yeah. a little bit. Black so, Panther, everybody knows Black Panther. Black Panther was great. great. Made a ton of money in the box office. There's yeah. going to probably be about seven more of them coming. I uh, I don't think it should have been nominated for Best Picture, but it was uh, a good, a, a really, very good movie. More so, it was really just an important movie. Right. Super fun action flick. Uh, yeah. In the end. Uh, well I have, written. I have some troubling things with the ending. Uh, the train fight, which is just so convoluted and stupid. Like, oh, this is the only place we can get hurt. Oh. Make sure we talk about that an right. hour ago. Because well, now we have suits that make us literally invincible. Isn't but that not a by the movie, train though? Like not by the train though. So we'll go down there. And then it's all just bad CGI. Alright, so after that we have Cloud Atlas. Everyone kind of remembers that movie. I never saw it. It's a lot um, of Tom Hanks's. A lot of Tom it's like Hanks the Polar is, Express, is but in, through time, right? But in science or fiction. through dimensions or Yeah. There's like yeah. I, I didn't see it either. No, I didn't see I it. I rented it once, and I never watched it, and then I got charged, so I had to it. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, when we went on to the when I went on to the io9 website and downloaded this this whole March Madness thing, um, someone had written out one of these that we had all filled out, and uh, they had Cloud Atlas winning the whole thing. Some people love it. Some people think it's like the last great Wachowski Brothers movie. Oh, I didn't even know it was by them. Yeah. Wow. I think it's by them, or they produced it, or something. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's probably not Great. as good as the movie where Channing Tatum's a fox. <laughs> but <laughs> and the wind rises. I I didn't know what it was, but I, I googled it really quickly, and it looked like a Studio Ghibli movie of some sort. It's J- Japanese oh, animation. Yeah, I I know what it is, but I didn't see that either. This is one of it. two matchups I didn't see either. I don't know if it was Miyazaki or the one of the other guys that works for that company, but they typically put out great stuff. Um, since yeah. I hadn't seen both of them, I put Cloud Atlas yeah, as the winner. Yeah, because that's the higher seed. Because it's the higher seed. Now, according here's the problem. Like, it, doesn't, it does not matter who you are. If you're at the gates of Valhalla bracket, you're going <laughs> to get run over by a spiky car at some point. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in the middle of the desert. Yeah. Uh, all right. So moving on, the wind rises with the last one. Okay. So Lo- sorry, it's really small. Logan uh, is the sixth seed, and the Avengers, the, Avengers. the Another, original Avengers, is the eleventh seed. Seed for the original Avengers, I feel, but which is a good movie. This is probably one of the. There's a there's a handful of matchups on here that were really tough calls. Right. I think this is one of them. This is one of the harder ones for you. I thought Logan beat it fairly handily i met, i liked the avengers when i saw it it was one of those for me seemed like a kind of mindless action flick you know every scene was great fun fun chewy to watch chewy yeah. to, chewy to get into um but uh, you know, logan was was deeper darker more complex rated r which i kind of like logan is the culmination of so much right uh of that of of jackman playing that role oh man and it it's a love letter to the character. He's gonna be missed. It's violent. <laughs> it's unforgiving. He is done, right? As Logan, he, he's done. He's done, right? It and that was feels, it. Feels, yeah, that was it. It feels Ugh, like uh, so sad, like a western. 
Yeah. You know, it's the last stand of this guy who we've always known to be this invincible, just total badass. And, and here he is at the end. The end of the road. Limping to the finish, you know, and just doing one last good thing. It's it's a very beautiful movie. It's it's a hard watch because right. it is, it's about as unhappy a film as I've ever seen. Yep. I'd put it right up there with it's The Road. A, it's a sad battle. Oh, it's man, just like road. a movie that like just keeps punching just you. Just crushing, soul-crushing film. The Road is a ridiculous film. You know, because in Logan, you have that one beautiful moment. They're with this family. Yep. They're smiling. Yep. They're laughing. This is what family looks like or could look like. Professor X, who could like literally be anybody's grandfather. Yeah. Because we've been with him for 17-plus years, That's too. Right. And he's 90-something and years he old. he looks at him, and he's just happy. And then he realizes it's not him. And he just gets stabbed in the chest. Yep. And I felt like I was being stabbed in the chest <laughs> in that moment. I think the one crazy thing about that movie that always sticks out in my mind is that they're down in Mexico in the beginning. And they have this ridiculously beat up limousine. And all of a sudden they go from a scene in Mexico. And then all of a sudden they're in the United States of America. And we're in San Diego right now as we're recording this thing. It yep. seems like the most ridiculous thing in the world. Like, how the hell did you get across the border? It's a very intricate process, and it, they screen the heck out of you. But they, Logan somehow got that beat-up limousine with bullet uh, holes all up and down it across the border. Yeah, and Professor X is or, like the most wanted unit in the world. Right. Like, he's on the lam because he inadvertently uh, dementia murdered a bunch of people. Yep, yeah. Which is like That's another, like, oh... So he killed all the X-Men. And his relationship with the kid throughout it, Logan's relationship with the kid. What's her yeah. name? What's uh, it? She's X-23. X-23, right. actual name. Man, it's just like, it's heart-wrenching the whole way through. Yeah. The ending kind of falls apart a little bit, I think, but... It has... A lot of these comic book movies all have the same problem. It's like, how do you have a big battle and make it still interesting when everybody knows it's a big battle throw a bunch of kids into it yeah <laughs> and apparently like, the fact that he was fighting himself they just rebuilt him it's like yeah oh, come on now you haven't built a better mutant by now apparently not did what about the deadpool that could do everything he was pretty <laughs> i mean i know everybody hated him but he was pretty effective he was very effective yeah. he was a very effective killer yeah he had laser eyes he had like giant swords he could he could literally teleport right i think that's probably a better mutant than wolverine yeah yeah, teleported teleportation. Now, if they rebuilt Effective him, people would have been pissed. Skill to have, or I maybe he was killed when uh, actual Deadpool went back in time and finished him off, so uh, they couldn't bring him back. Maybe yeah. hard to say, really. So, in any event, uh, the Avengers is obviously the it's the it's the standard bearer for team up movies. Probably not anymore because Infinity War was just so good. But oh man, and it really started to set up all that those types of movies. The Avengers is the Avengers was made so much everything money I wanted Justice League to be, and it wasn't. So <laughs> bah, bah. <laughs> we have a big DC fan <laughs> over here. If you couldn't tell, ah, uh, none of those movies made this list really, except for Wonder Woman. Oh, that's I think. Some, yeah. This I got another. I better call up who made this list. BBS <laughs> should at least be a three seed. Uh, just give it a 13 for pete's sake right or a 15 maybe so i went with logan i beat the avengers uh i love the avengers but logan is a movie that sticks with you yeah whereas the avengers is uh and some of these movies i will pick based upon like their rewatchability right but logan just meant more to me i think so too and the avengers is good but then you know several other movies that are just like it came out and it kind of makes it uh, you know, just kind of whitewashes it. Hugh Jackman was the, it was the goodbye to the role that he owned. 
to me there there'll never be another actor in a marvel movie that is as synonymous with the character i know people probably say robert downey jr or chris evans and he's been doing it he was wolverine when did the original x-men come out that he was in 90s 2000 2000 i think i would guess late 90s or 99 but it's right in there somewhere yeah so that's Um, a long time being the same dude he was the wolverine he was the wolverine he loved the role so much too which i also think is huge it's not that you know other guys don't but you know there's a great wolverine video game and he literally went in and did all the voice work for it right you know he just loved the character what a man and he brought such an intensity to it yeah i don't think there'll ever be a guy that i think of like if the, when they recast wolverine I, i'm not You're gonna really hate happy. his guts immediately yeah i won't like it at all <laughs> he won't be the Whereas same like you know when they recast batman it's like well whatever who cares you know, or spider-man kind of, same kind of, thing yeah like at this point it the character means more than the actor for a lot of those roles mm. you know uh, obviously Reeve with Superman had a special place in my heart, but we went so long between Superman movies where now that has its own little place in history. Right. You know, fair enough. All right. So moving forward, we picked Logan there. Uh, the three seed is moon and the 14th seed is the girl with all the gifts. So moon, I watched once a long time ago and I sort of remembered that's, uh, Gosh, who is in Moon? What's Rock- Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell, right? Who is amazing, amazing actor. And the computer voice, right, is is uh he who shall not be named. Right, exactly the the evil Kevin Spacey. Yeah, some, that that dude, that Tampa who Bay I fan. Who I used to love. I can't anymore. <laughs> yeah, uh, Florida yeah. Panthers. That oh, was the Florida Panthers. Yeah. Oh, I forget. I knew it was one of those. Florida hockey teams. Back when he could be a charming. Uh, yeah, you're right. He was super charming too. for a long time. So I I picked Moon over the girl with all the gifts because I have no idea. What I don't the girl know what that is either. So Moon would have won anyways. I'm almost sure. Moon's a fantastic movie. Moon's a fantastic movie. If you've never seen it, uh, Duncan Jones did it. That's uh, I have no idea who that is. That's is that the, the director? late great um, David Bowie's son. What he, really? Yeah. So he's done a couple of really good movies. Uh, uh, source code and moon are probably the two best and then he unfortunately got tied up in that uh world of warcraft movie oh that mess and uh, yeah i i didn't play warcraft so i had no interest in seeing the movie but it got panned pretty hard yeah i remember if coming not for out china, it was one it of those movies that a total bomb it <laughs> did well in china huh yeah so this is the description for the girl with all the gifts in the future a strange fungus has changed nearly everyone into a thoughtless flesh-eating monster when a scientist and a teacher find a girl who seems to be immune to the fungus they all begin to journey to save humanity okay okay uh sounds what are her gifts i don't know doesn't say in this very brief description here she's a science whiz i guess 86 on rotten tomatoes huh maybe i'll see it it sounds interesting 6.7 on imdb you know those can be tricky because because they're all Falsified you know, I think and the IMDb reviews for Last Action Hero were like a 6.5, and it's like... One of the best movies ever made. Yeah, if you're rating it under an 8, <laughs> I don't it, know what I can say to you. That's one of the most underrated movies of all time. It but is. But that's another story. So for us, obviously, Moon goes forward um, to face Logan in the next round. Um, so going down the bracket still in the, the gates of Valhalla, the next matchup is The Shape of Water, the ever-popular Shape of Water, um and the star wars force awakens okay so um i saw both these me too uh 
as I mentioned earlier, I'm not the biggest fan of the new trilogy, but I do like The Force Awakens a lot more than I like The Last Jedi. Right. Uh, it has a certain uh, it factor, a.k.a. Harrison Ford. <laughs> who I love to do it. Yeah. Just drop him in there uh, and make the, the movie perfect. The Shape of Water. Was it? I'm never going to watch that again. Forgettable? Yeah. That's how I thought about it. I, I watched mean, the I whole like, thing. I like the message of it. Right. Uh, I like all that stuff. And then they made that weird commercial with Leslie Jones where she's like in the bathtub getting horny about the fish man. Right. Which is. And so you've now lost. Which is something. You're, out, you're out of the tournament. Right. That, that commercial <laughs> I is put, so weird. I put Star Wars ahead of The Shape of Water as well. I just, I, I watched the whole movie and I just remember enjoying it. And then when it was over, I kind of forgot it. Yeah, like the oh, main theme was there in my mind, but you know, the effects are uh, practical effects are fantastic. Yep. I mean, it's, it, it, it looked great. It's yeah, it's a it's a stylistically nice, speaking, uh, small movie with a good message that I'm never going to watch again. Exactly, that's how I felt. Great message, stylistically looked great. Crazy Michael Shannon always points for Crazy Michael Shannon. Right, and when the woman who doesn't speak describes how the fish monster's penis comes out, I remember that part pretty well. Yeah, I think I blocked that out. No, it stuck out of my mind. She's like does a hand gesture, and it's like it I opens just, up, and the and the, one of the, the fish I, monster penis comes out. I didn't really get about it was why they had to have this illicit sexual relationship, and why they couldn't just be like really good friends, and yeah. she it's was a love protecting story. him. It's a love story. You know, it's like like in King Kong, like he doesn't have sex with Andero. Well, I mean, he's also gigantic. But imagine, like Mighty Joe Young doesn't have, have sex disintegrated with, uh, after that <laughs> with, with his <laughs> human friends. And not that I mean, it's just hey, love requires love making sometimes. Not illicit. Like, like, <laughs> it, I mean, they didn't show it. No, but it was like you know, to the fullest right, I, extent know, that it could fine. have been showed. But if he, HBO made it, it would have been really ridiculous. If that was like graphic. on Game of Thrones, oh, oh we would have seen so much fish There would have dick. been like tentacles coming yeah. out and like, you know, enveloping her. Lots of fish penis. Lots of lots of fish like tentacle a lot. penis. And on that note. Does it have gills <laughs> is the question. So I, I picked the Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars Force Awakens obviously moves on. It's it's a quality flick from start it, to finish. Harrison just, Ford. Yeah, and Harrison Ford's in it. And that obviously is... With a lot, huge points, and yeah, and it when it came out, it you know it rendered the prequels not irrelevant, but it's like all right, finally we can get a good. It was a huge like sort of relief to have Star Wars back, right? And to know that the last impression of it wasn't going to be crap, going to be only a Sith deals in absolutes, and then Hayden Christensen really trying hard to act. And not being able to do it. Is Padma okay? Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, no. If you're not with me, then you're my enemy. Oh, God. Yeah. He, God bless the guy. He can't act at all. Well, and, and in I, that, in those films. And I think that's also a George Lucas problem because his dialogue is. He, is he lacks the ability to, you know, instruct emotion in his actors, it seems. Not that I know anything about this, but it seems like... No, but there's a reason he always chose other people to direct right. the movies for the most part. Because he, he was an idea man, and he had a lot of great ideas. Great and, ideas, of and course. I love George Lucas. And he's he obviously can write to a certain extent. But there's, there's just the something 70s and 80s totally could. different to getting, you know, a performance out of an actor. Right. And... Without like people really punching up the script, like no Lawrence Kasdan to punch up the prequels, there's definitely things missing. Mm-hmm. 
So, we can all agree on that. Like that's contractions for sure. and pronouns and other <laughs> things that come natural the most. Right. Human stuff. Yeah. All right. So Star Wars The Force Awakens, uh, we would say, moves on over the shape of water, although it's a yeah. beautiful movie. And it's a very important movie, but it's, you know, this is... We're basing this on our own opinion, so yeah, um, yeah. So, won the Oscar. It doesn't need my vote for no. Its, it's bracket. It's doing just fine. It made a ton of money, I'm sure. Um, and then, so moving on, the number two seed is a movie I'd never heard of either, and it's kind of this concerning. A movie called Snowpiercer, and then the number fifteen seed, which is Deadpool, which is a movie everyone saw. Yep, and uh, I know of Snowpiercer. I know what it's about. So it's after the second Ice Age. Uh, the people basically live on this giant train and a class stratification begins to emerge okay and so the people who are in the poor section of the train decide they're going to take the train over uh and that's what i know about it and chris evans is in it so you know fighting the good fight as he always does but i didn't see it and i I know i've sat down to think about watching it so many times and i never have Mm. so unfortunately deadpool's got to get the w here yeah, I gave it the W too, just I because I'd seen it. Right, survivors of Earth's Second Ice Age live out their days on a luxury train that plows through snow and ice. The train's poorest residents, yeah, basically what you just said. I'm reading the description here on Wikipedia. Yep, they decide they're going to take over the train, and uh, you know, it's a revolution. <laughs> it's like sounds good. Yeah. How did I not it's, hear about uh, it? 2013. It's the French Revolution. Ninety-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's apparently, it's apparently great. Uh, I've heard from most Bong people. Jun most people Ho? really like it. Yeah, Korean it director. director. Hmm. I forget what else he's done, um, but I, everybody I've talked to has likes it, huh? You know, raves about it, and I, you know, it's one of those things that's just escaped me over the years. Gotcha. So, so Deadpool, Deadpool moves on. Deadpool's a fun movie. Deadpool is fun, and it's better than of, the sequel. I thought it's better than the sequel only because the which sequel, is also very fun. It's like The Hangover, right? Like The Hangover is a great movie. It's a great shtick. But when you do it a second time, mm. everything works a little bit less. Mm-hmm. So even though I, I, I do like Deadpool 2 and I think it comes around, right? it struggles to sort of get there, Deadpool 2. Whereas mm. the first one was just so original and snappy and, and something you hadn't seen before. It was just like, oh, this is totally unique. Right. Again, it was like a, it was the second R-rated movie. Right? Or no, it was the first. What, did that come out before Logan? It came out before it Logan. It came out, right, because they made all those jokes in the beginning of the second yeah. one about Logan biting off their style. Yeah. Okay. Making an R-rated movie, okay, for a, you know, yeah. a comic book series. Yeah, because, and it was a huge hit, whereas like Watchmen was R-rated and pretty much tanked. Ugh. And I think Watchmen is probably the top three comic book movie ever. Right. Deadpool Notice legitimately... the Watchmen is not on this list. Yeah, that's insane. Isn't that crazy? That's insane. I thought that movie was great. The Watchmen did everything that was great about the comic. Probably, maybe it was a little too uh, slavish in its devotion to the source material. Right. But then took the worst part of the comic, which is the end, mm-hmm. which is in a world that's steeped in some sort of reality, that ending makes no sense. Right. Like, oh, suddenly there's a giant tentacle monster that <laughs> no one ever knew existed, even though there's a man who can do anything on wow. Earth. I thought, uh, all, right, all right. And then you, you take it and you blame it on him. Right. Which is what they were trying to do anyway. Right. They're trying to pull everyone together and on he, Earth he to realizes, unify because there's a yeah. space monster that is more, uh, you know, a threat yeah. to mankind. Whereas Dr. Manhattan then realizes, like, oh, this is what they have to rally behind. Right. By the way, it's the ending of the Dark Knight, right? Like, the Dark Knight decides, Batman decides, 
I have to be the person that they're after because somebody has to be to blame and it right. can't be this guy. Can't be, yeah. You know, the, it's the, the very white similar. Knight. Yeah. Right. Okay, so Deadpool beats Snowpiercer. Unfortunately, I mean, I feel like Snowpiercer would have been a great movie to watch and maybe it would have been. Yeah. You know, uh, that's it, the problem when there's 64 movies you're bound to have not seen. And, you know, I have, some of them. I have two kids, so there's no chance I see like half of yeah. these. A lot of the movie watching I do now is like late night. Because that's the only time I get to do it. Right. Yep. I get I get you with that. All right. So let's go. Now we... Should we jump down to the next bracket or should we start comparing? I think we, I think we finish bracket sections of the bracket. And we'll take a break after each section. Okay. So we're on... Uh, now we're on Mad Max versus Inside Out. I'll make this fast. Mad Max. Bing Bong For is you. already dead by this point. <laughs> he sacrificed himself. There's nothing to stop Mad Max. Right. And I have Mad Max versus Black Panther, and I picked, obviously, Mad Max is a better movie. Black Panther, hey, great movie. Amazing flick. Epic in its own right. It came out, you know. You had Star Wars Last Jedi. Black Panther is the next matchup. So you have Mad Max versus Star Wars The Last Jedi. You're right. I'm jumping ahead. So yeah, Mad Mad Max versus The Last Jedi. Again, it doesn't matter. Mad Max beats it. Yeah. Sorry, (laughs) Kylo Ren. I jumped ahead. You're right. Sorry about that. If Kylo Ren were a character in... Mad Max Fury Road. He wouldn't last. He'd long. be the he'd be the uh, the the like the brother who looks out of the, like, the kaleidoscope. The kaleidoscope. <laughs> it's yeah, not a kaleidoscope. He's but the it's weakest a, of the Martin Joe about. brothers. Yeah, he'd be running around yelling about. He's probably the bullet farmer who just has one cool moment and then gets his eyes shot off and then cries a lot. It's just a better movie. I mean, it's going to be tough to beat Mad Max. You're, I'm going to be honest with you. Mad Max is going to emerge from this side of the bracket for me. Yeah, same. I All right, agree. so then Black Panther versus Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas, Again, because we we at least have heard of it. And it's I haven't the seen seat. Cloud Atlas, and Black Panther is a great movie, so... right. I, I gotta say goodbye to all seven Tom Hankses. <laughs> many, yep, many Black, Black Panther definitely moves on for me over Cloud yeah. Atlas, just because yeah. I haven't seen it. Another another tough matchup. This is Logan and Moon because Moon is a great movie. Oh, and they're so different too. Yeah, and they're I mean, very different films. All right. I mean, it, it um, really depends on what type of movie Moon you're is looking a, for. A very trippy, claustrophobic. You know, it's, you're sort of trying to unravel what the hell's going on with this guy, and then when it hits, it's like, oh. It really nails you, yeah. But I, I gotta go with Logan, for all the reasons I mentioned before. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean we're. I grew up on comic books. I grew up on X Men comic books, and Logan just hit all the right notes for me. I mean Moon is an excellent movie. I haven't seen it twice. I feel no, like I maybe I should. Yeah. And I do want to watch it again because it is a great movie. But right, I kind of forgot and, about. And it, the thing is, I saw it right after it came out, and I remember everything about it, which is the mark of like a really good movie. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, like you. Every story beat sticks with you. Right. No, I agree. It was excellent, but unfortunately, Logan takes it just because comic book nerd growing up. So So, uh, now Force Awakens versus Deadpool. Yep. This is my first big upset of the the tournament. I I gave it to Deadpool. Oh, you gave it to Deadpool. I picked Force Awakens. I like Force Awakens more than... Why'd Why'd you go with Force Awakens? All right, so Deadpool is not a comic book I stuck to when I was a kid. I didn't read a lot of Deadpool, so I didn't have yeah. a lot of that nostalgic feel for me. It's a quality film. I think a lot of the jokes were a little hammy at times. 
the guy the it bar, could be forced the barkeeper guy that's from the 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 he's from silicon valley silicon valley thank yeah. you you're so good at those tj miller right tj miller thank you i had no idea what his name was but it like it just seemed cheesy at times too it 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 definitely and of course the the whole premise of the movie is that he is too afraid to go talk to his ex-fiance because he's ugly because he's ugly right and it's like but it's then just she's so cool. She loves him anyway. It's just a very shallow. Like, why wouldn't you just go say hello? Yeah, you know, I I don't know to base a movie entire. And I get that he's like vain and this and that, but it's it's hard to be like, oh, so we drag this out. Yeah, and it, it's just like a dumb action film where there's a lot of cussing yeah. and a lot of like they just slow down the action and it looks very stylized at times. And then he puts his butt in someone's face. And yeah. it's, I mean, it's good. It's fun. It's very chewy. He's Ace Ventura with guns and, a, and swords. Right. Um, I the, chose... And The Force Awakens is, you know, it's... It's, it's, it's everything important. you love about Star Wars. It's an important movie. Yeah. And Han Solo. And Han Solo. <laughs> I, the, I, I chose Deadpool because Deadpool is wholly unique when you compare it to a lot of its peers. And The Force Awakens, for better or worse, is just the new hope. It's a new hope with... A bigger Death Star, a different uh, version of the Empire. You're right. Oh, don't get me wrong. Star Wars and The Force and, Awakens has all sorts of issues as well. Yeah, you know, and that that's the kicker. Like, oh, I mean, there's a lot of great things about. It. I love. I think what really hurt the Last Jedi is is that when you bring Luke back, he Luke is not at all a piece of connective tissue like he's sort of miserable throughout that whole movie yep whereas han solo is the connective tissue of the movie yeah he's got all this great interplay with all the characters and you barely get that with luke you get that really kind of cool ending right where he won't give kylo ren what he wants he doesn't actually show up Mm -hmm. and i thought that like as you rewatch that that's an awesome moment that is yeah but it's so great to have Harrison Ford sort of be this mentor. Yeah. To be the Obi Wan Kenobi. Right. And to see him with Chewie again and their yeah. relationship. When they get on the Falc on the Fal- the Millennium Falcon, it's like, yes. Yes. This We're is home. Star Wars. Yeah. Right. And I love how it's like the movie is kinda half the old trilogy and then kinda half the new trilogy that they want to push forward. And it, it like kinda beautifully says goodbye to the last Ass, you know, like, well, I mean, obviously those characters kind of come back for the second one as well, but or a lot of them do at least. Um, but it's it's like a it's like a send off. Like they know that the audience wants to see all these old characters as well, but then they make it all about the new characters going forward. And it's I think it's just a well put together movie. And that that type of balance, making a movie like that for the fans, but also trying to make it new, I think that that was not an easy thing for Abrams to do. I, I will say he. To, it, he was tasked with something that seemed, was seemingly insurmountable after what had the happened with had Star done. Wars. Right, yeah. And it came back in such a way and it had this mystery around it and they didn't spoil anything going in. Mm-hmm. I mean, to do what that movie did to make the money that movie made. Which is a lot of money. It's just, it was an incredible achievement. And right. the movie is good. I have problems with it, obviously. Of course. Um, but if but you were a kid was, watching it, I was excited right? for. If we were the eight. age that we were when we originally saw the original trilogy, yep. you wouldn't see any of those problems. No, it would just been a really super fun action film, and it would have been you know like <laughs> it would have just been awesome. And the the Han Solo death hit me very hard 
because you you wanted him to be there for these guys. Right. And it whereas like you know when Luke died, he was such a miserable schmuck. <laughs> like they didn't give him any real great moments. And when I read that they cut out the scene where he's like sort of shedding it not shedding a tear but having a, a reflective and contemplative moment about his lost friend who's probably his best friend in the world han solo they cut that out and yet we I get to see this. him going around the island milking weird aliens and <laughs> spear fishing it's like he's pretty uh i get it you know like the isolated guy is, out there on an island literally the, the guy is just waiting out his days to die right but like then something happens that conceivably could change his life you know like oh he could be the teacher yeah he could be the Yoda He figure. has a new purpose. Right. There's just a lot of weird moments in that movie. The Jedi book burning, which is very Orwellian. Yep. It's like, but I don't care them. if you don't think the books matter. Do you think you should really light them on fire? Right. And then like have a laugh about it? What's the point? Like, what are you, Hitler? Go, we're going to burn all these really important books? Okay, so you have Deadpool going forward. I have Star Wars The Force Awakens going yeah. forward. Only um, because it was unique. It was different. It was something I'd like I'd never seen. So I had said earlier, I had Mad Max against Black Panther yep. in the top bracket, and you have, remind me again? Mad Max against Black Panther. As well, okay. So this is the end. Uh, the Black Panther comes to an end. This is the earlier. end, my friend. Unfortunately, it's just... Shiny and chrome. Witness me. Gasoline! Yeah. It's just such a beautiful yep. movie. Rictus just threw you off the top of the tanker. Yep. It's over. Man. All those chase scenes, the car scenes, yep. just so excellent. You could make a car out of a vibranium and Max would still blow you out of the <laughs> desert. It's over. Um, and then the bracket below that, I have Logan going against The Force Awakens and you have Logan against Deadpool. Deadpool. So where where do you fall on that one? No, I'm, I'm taking Logan. Okay. Because Logan is the more effective movie to me. And, right. And it leaves such an impression. Yeah, and it's serious. Because, you know, I, it's like you a know, serious movie, whereas Deadpool's kind of a... Deadpool's empty calories. A silly comedy. Uh, yeah. It's totally empty calories. It right. is... It's fun. It's exciting. Yep. It's just it's a thrilling to watch. It's very funny. Yep. Brian but that's Reynolds the thing, is it's a very also, funny dude. You got to give it to him. Deadpool 1 and 2 are both three three viewings or less. Because if you go over it, nothing nothing works anymore. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, I, uh, it's not funny anymore. No. Now, if For I was my a wife, kid, it was half it's a like viewing. Fifteen viewings. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, I'd watch Billy oh, Madison man, like the, four times words. a day. Yeah, right. All the cursing but in it would have been great. All as, the violence. As an adult, it's like, okay, well, oh, here's where he does this. And... Oh, a thirteen-year-old would love that movie. Oh yeah. You know, like they watch it. Well, and it's rated know. R. They shouldn't be watching it. It's exciting. All it's the like, violence and cussing. It's like playing Doom. When you're a kid, and you're like, oh, this is so great. Which I did a lot of. Yeah, it's like, oh, man, this is the coolest thing ever. Then you realize Doom kind of sucked. Yeah, it was I mean, just, it was epic it was just when okay. it came out. Like, there's many better games than All Doom. the secrets in it. I love yeah. that game. You know? A lot the first of those, time you get, a, like, a chain gun. A lot of those. people uh, down. Those first-person shooters. or whatever the hell they are. Like, looking back, were, like, simply unplayable. Well, but, now, by that, but by today's standards, of but course. There's but they a lot were the of building games that were, that were infinitely more playable than they were. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's a fun movie. It's fun, but Logan's just better. It's just yeah, more quality. It's, just, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. I All agree. Right. So this is this is a big time matchup now. It's Logan and Mad Max. Right. Who you got? I think it's fairly clear based on how we're talking. It's Mad Max. It's Mad Max. Yeah, yeah I agree. Because I could I could pick up Mad Max at 
any moment aside from obviously the boring little journey to uh whatever they call that little yeah, area what's her name's homeland where right. she was kidnapped from where, where yeah, it kind of slows down i forget what they called it it's the it's the many mothers right and it's not good <laughs> uh, and then i would probably fast forward that but literally at any point in time like especially that last that like the the ultimate chasing like this is the the climax of the film right this is where it is like from start to finish there's things happening in that in that scene that no other director could have pulled off Mm -hmm. and are fucking insane yep from start to finish and it's glorious yeah it's a great it's a great movie it's absolutely glorious i mean logan i've seen twice now but i don't know if i needed to see it the second time it's no that's not true i think it's a good movie it's worth watching twice if you mad max i can watch like 10 times yes if you, Two in a row sometimes. If you would have taken Logan's Berserker Barrage, where he he <laughs> shoots up with uh, Barry Bonds' special serum mm-hmm. and just starts hacking people away, yep. if you give me five extra minutes of that, <laughs> I'm probably all in right. on Logan. But it's just, it's like, it's like he took the world's shortest Viagra. Like he like, craps out. It like, doesn't last long. No. Yeah, he's like, right. done. It's like, what happened? Oh, man. I was really enjoying him just like right. running through the woods killing people. And they really could have, you're right. They really could have stretched that on. Yes. It would have been just, totally, hey, totally give fine. Give me like 15 other people for him to right. kill. Just get all those kids on the sideline just to watch. You, you add 15 <laughs> kills to that and right. it's the best action scene uh-huh. of all time. Yeah, but Mad Max is just better. Yeah, it is. All right, so the winner of the Gates of Valhalla bracket. Mad Max. Mad Max. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're on to the live-die-repeat section of the bracket. Hell yeah. So here we go. We're on to the second part of the bracket. This is the live-die-repeat. Mm-hmm. Because Edge of Tomorrow is the number one seed. And it faces off with die, repeat. Pacific Rim. Yeah, the 16th scene, Pacific Rim, which I definitely saw, and I definitely recall there being giant robots. It's a kaiju movie, yeah. There's giant monsters and giant robots. But that's all I remember, honestly. I remember there being loud action scenes with robots slamming into each other. Um, yep. Or maybe robots slamming into, like, creatures from the abyss or something like that. Yeah, they're, that. like, from a, you know... Some crevice in the ocean. You can tell that I didn't like this movie very much. No, I hated it. And I, as a kid, I owned every Godzilla movie. I love Japanese monster movies. Right. This is obviously a homage to them. Didn't they make a sequel too? I don't know why. And I think this movie is borderline unwatchable. Right. I hated it. What was the sequel called? Atlantic Rim? No, that's like a bad knockoff. I think it's called Pacific Rim Uprising. Ugh. So Pacific Rim... (laughs) It's just a stupid movie. And at one point, they talk all about how these monsters are made on an assembly line because they're all asexual. And then there's one that's pregnant. Uh, uh, (laughs) Really? Yeah. I don't remember that at all. I totally forgot this entire flick. It sucked. Right. You know, I love Guillermo del Toro. It was was a terrible movie. It could have been matched up with any movie, movies I've never heard of. Right. You You could have matched it up with Mario Brothers, and I would have chosen Mario Brothers. Hey, I love Mario Brothers. Technically, I mean, I mean, it's obviously older than ten years, but right. that is certainly science fiction and fantasy, and sure. not whatever Mario Brothers. I mean, it, yeah, I, I definitely watched it when I was really young, and I probably didn't recognize the fact that it was hot garbage. However, I remember loving that. I movie. saw it for my birthday. Wow, uh, it was ninety three, so I, uh, many moons ago. Yep, 
many, 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 many moons ago. Edge of Tomorrow was pretty good. I don't know how it was a one seed, though. No, I don't think it's a one seed. I like it, but it's using a, uh, a shtick that has been used before. Right. And um, it's pretty creative. I like the fact that he had to, like, memorize, you know, like, all the steps that would get him to solving the problem in the end. But Edge of Tomorrow is, like, essentially the best video game movie ever made. Right. Right, because... It feels like a video game. He's in this weird futuristic war. And he... wait, is it a video game? Is it based no. on a video game? Oh, I didn't. But he I, keeps, I, you know, I he know. gets game over and he resets. So Groundhog Day, it's like he's a regular guy and right. he's living this weird day. Where uh, Edge of Tomorrow, like he's literally having to figure out these different things. Where... Right, how to not die. Yeah. Step to the left, you live. Step to the right, you're dead. Yeah. Problem uh, it, solving. It is fun. Stuff. It's. It's not a repeat view for me. I've seen it the one time. And no, it's me good too. Enough, but one time. It definitely best Pacific Rim, which I hate. It's kind of like any other Tom Cruise movie where he, I'm pretty sure he just looks at the script and he's like, does this make me look badass enough? Yeah. Yes, it does. All right, I'm doing it. How much should I, how much do I get to run? Right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm big on running. He's a big runner. Yeah. He's uh, running through all his films. Isn't are, he? Are the, is this suit going to make me look weird when I run? Right. No, Tom. That's just every time you run. Every time you run. Uh, so the so right below that, the eighth and ninth seeds are uh, Captain America: Civil War, an excellent film, and Wonder Woman, which is also an excellent film. This so, is another uh, pretty tough matchup. This one was I would easy say. for me because really? I think now I'm, my bias is going to show here, but right. obviously, Civil War came out a few months after Batman vs Superman. There are movies with pretty similar themes. I think one is much better than the other. Um, and the critics loved one and they hated the other. I mm-hmm. think you can figure out which is which. Mm-hmm. And to this day, it makes me so mad <laughs> that people think that Civil War is like some just majestic piece of cinema when a lot of it has the flimsiest of pretenses. Yep. And yeah, it's got a lot of cool visual stuff and the airport scene's great. The airport scene. But there's a lot of friggin' problems with that movie and people think it is like the godsend of comic book movies. Oh, you know why you like it? Because it has Spider-Man in it. Yep. Everything else is not that great. I'm sorry to break your Well, heart. it has a lot of characters that everyone yeah. likes. That they're all Black coming Panther was together. Cool. They're fighting each other yeah. for one ridiculous reason or but another that I can't even recall. Batman vs Superman is a better movie. <laughs> and so uh, I sure. should have just I should just scratched sure. it out, and put that on the list. And then you would have known what made the finals, though. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I chose Wonder Woman. I love Wonder Woman. Ending is a bit shaky. Mm-hmm. It's a bit, uh, the, the ending is going back. I've watched the movie multiple times and honestly, you could, I could just turn it off after the, tre- uh, the, the trench scene, the trench scene. Yeah. yeah the World I could War just, II stuff. I could just turn it World off. World War II, right? Yeah. World War One. World War One. Right. I think yeah, that yeah. scene where she, even as she runs into the town, that entire sequence is just utterly brilliant. Yeah. I loved all that comic part of book the movie. movie sequences ever. Right. From start to finish where. She's like, no, I'm gonna you know, screw you. I'm helping these people. I'm not gonna sit here and watch people suffer and die anymore. Right. And she just goes, and from that, the music, <sighs> just it's glorious. Yeah, it's badass. Yeah, um, it was an epic movie. I think she is an important figure in you know comic book movies, and I think basically from that kind of the Marvel movie got made. I thought you know like she. I think. People realized they were surprised like, at how much money they could. People make off realized of a, it would a, work. A female lead, you know, being in the movie. Well, you got to figure like she's in she's in BVS, right? Which kind of flamed out. Yep. 
made a lot of money, but it it didn't meet expectations. No. She's one of the better. She's an awesome asset of the film. Right. But that movie did bad, and people were not people, high on people were DC about anymore. That one. Yeah. And then of course Suicide Squad, which is legitimately awful, <laughs> came out, and it's like oh, I it's, seen it. it's over. It's not like, even on this you know, list. DC's done. Right. She comes out. She sort of changes everything. Saves and, it almost with yeah, this movie. You know, than Justice oh, League, but DC movies can be good again. Yeah, they can be poignant effective right good to great movies right and she and she proved that you know hey you know there's other female-led movies that have done really well at the box office but you know marvel waited a long friggin' time to pull the trigger and i don't think that's you know a coincidence Mm -hmm. i picked wonder woman too i think that's a better choice i think a lot of people loved that scene with the airport and it's a fantastic scene it is a fantastic scene it's funny and paul rod's very funny in it and all the characters are, you know, it's just fun watching them all together. It's very chewy and action-packed. Yep. Um, and I love that they reference that scene throughout the rest of the movies. Like, oh, remember that, that time at the airport? Ant-Man and the Wasp, is, they have a pretty good callback to it. Right. I think is, yeah. Listen, the most impactful moment of Civil War is when Rhodey gets shot. Why the, by the way, why is Vision trying to outright murder Falcon? Because if he hits Falcon with that shot, he blows a hole in his chest. He hits War Machine, it deactivates his suit. He falls, he gets paralyzed. Guess what? He walks at the end of the movie. They undercut the most important, like, the biggest emotional part of the movie. So you can complain all you want about the dirt rising with Superman. Like, Marvel had this huge movie, it's called Civil War, and not a damn thing that happened in it mattered. (laughs) None of it. Because it was fun to watch, though, wasn't it? How much, how much better would it be if Tony opens the letter from Cap in Infinity War and then you're waiting all these years to realize that Cap said he's sorry? Instead, it happens at the end of the frigging movie. Nothing mattered in the movie. Right. None of it. Except for the fact that it was very fun. Yeah, and except chewy. that it was fun. Super fun to watch. So you lose. You're out of here. All right. Fair enough. The next uh, one down, I think this is going to be a little bit different uh, for you and me, where we put these two movies. Okay, yeah. So the fifth seed is the the original Star Trek. I'm led to believe it said '09. Well, that's J.J. Abrams' Star Trek, yeah. right? The reboot, the remake. It's the, really, yeah, it's a reboot, I guess. But yeah, re- definitely reimagining. I think he changed sort of a lot about. He made Star Trek cool. He made Star Trek cool. Yeah. Very watchable. I thought it was a very fun movie. Actually, I like this movie better than most. People probably, and it goes up against the movie that I'd never heard of, the Twelfth Seed. It follows. So I chose It Follows. It Follows is, this. is a horror movie. Okay. Where again, I never watch horror movies. It's so. really like a, it's really like a metaphor for STDs. <laughs> so, Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. So a guy has sex with a girl. Okay. Because when I'm he in. I'm has, into this. when it follows him, he has to pass it on. So Why? essentially, this thing that you cannot see. Okay. Well, follow you until it kills you, and once it kills you, it goes back after the person that gave you it. So, if you have sex with someone, so the, the it guy, goes to them. It goes to them. You oh. transfer it. Okay. So, obviously, if you're very promiscuous, like say you, you know, you can gave, you mul- transfer to multiple people. No. So once you've gotten rid of it, it's gone. Okay. But if the person that you gave it to dies, it comes back to you. Hmm. So it's a, it's a really cool little. How long do you have till you die? 
Uh, well, it keep it keeps coming. It'll keep following you. Okay. So you got to keep moving. Is it like a gruesome death? Do you yes. explode or it, something? Uh, well, the woman at the very beginning of the movie, and I don't think this is really a spoiler. Like she runs out of her house. She's freaking out because you can you can see it. You can't tell that it's the it because it looks like a normal person. Okay. It's just creepy. So you have to sort of watch its behaviors. What? Because uh, it like shuffles after you, but it will not stop until it gets you. Gotcha. And I thought it was a really so you have to find time concept. to not have that thing shuffling after you, and you have to have sex with someone. Yeah. In order to get rid of it. So if you were like, which could be pretty awkward if that know, shuffling thing shows up during sex. If you were like Hugh Hefner, you're never getting that disease back. You're, no, so you're, you're clear. Okay. Like you've given, you've passed that thing off. It's never oh, coming back. You right. know, the people he slept with, they, you know, maybe they slept around. Who knows? But he's probably safe. But probably. It, it it was an interesting. I thought it was a really cool concept, and it's pretty creepy. Huh. Pretty creepy. <laughs> I'm gonna have to check that one out. So, and it's you know, it's. I put Star Trek in over that one just because I hadn't seen the other one. So I chose It Follows. I love okay. that movie. All right. It's a so lot I, of fun. I got Star Trek. You got It Follows. Going forward, this is one of my biggest sci-fi fantasy regrets. I have never seen Gravity. It was one of those movies that was on the list and um, yeah, of movies yeah. I need to watch. And it went a lo- there was a long period of time where I didn't watch it. And then I found out the ending somehow. And I, because I knew the ending, I never saw it. So I never watched it because I missed it in theaters. And I was told that if you didn't see it in theaters, don't bother. No good, yeah. Because it's so much about the visuals and the sound. Yep. And it's like, if you watch it on TV, it's just not the same experience. Yeah, and I, I have a t- notoriously small TV. And I feel like yeah, it, so I, it wouldn't it's have done sort of justice, right? undercut. Right, and so it's going up against, it's the four seed, it's going up against the Lego movie, which is yep. great, which is a 13 Lego movie's a lot of fun. Super fun. It's funny, yep. it's hilarious, the first 30 minutes are hysterical, no. um, and then it kind of ties back in at the end with a really good storyline, and you know, there's a there's a really good message behind it with Will Ferrell as the father and all Just that. Just allowing your kids to have fun, mm-hmm. and like experience something, and mm-hmm. you don't have to be so rigid. and right. Which is a, an important message these days, I feel like. Yeah, I, I like the Lego movie a lot. I think, obviously, what we've seen with the Lego movies, it's the same as Deadpool. It's a law of diminishing returns. Right. Like, how much can you do the Lego concept? Well, I haven't seen any of the other ones. So, Lego Batman's great. Uh, Lego Ninjago, it's watchable. But I don't... Uh, you have watched it. I have. You have watched this watchable uh, movie. My kid could not have cared less about Lego Ninjago. <laughs> he loves the Lego movie. Okay. But Lego Ninjago was like a five minute and that was it. Okay. So I just think you, you've... So he has taste. You've shown the concept. Your one-year-old son has like, taste. Yeah. How <laughs> how far can you take it like, when you keep doing the same sorts of things? You know? Right. And obviously the Lego movie too sort of bombed. So. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I didn't even think to watch it. I didn't hear much about it when it came out. So it, I didn't think it looked that good, but uh, it did get good reviews. So so who do you got in this one? You got Lego or... Yeah, uh, I, well, I chose Lego so, so because it, that's the rule, you know? You yeah. got to go with it. Haven't seen Gravity, now, which I hear is a great movie. Here Sandra is, Bullock. Here, I think, is another one of the biggest matchups on the board. Right. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which is the second Planet of the Apes movie directed by Matt Reeves. Of the new trilogy, 
and Guardians of the Galaxy. So I'm interested to hear who you took here. I took I took Dawn just because I liked the trilogy overall. I think it's it's a good movie though. I think it's, it's the best trilogy we've had in quite some time. Yeah, and I don't I don't know if underrated is the right word because it it did very well. It seemed to be a popular movie. It didn't even though it made decent money, I don't think it made the money it deserved because no. the motion capture accomplishments that went into this film, the way Circus sort of performs as Caesar was is revolutionary. Right. So even like Avatar's in one of these brackets too, and what Avatar did for the time was really amazing too. Yep. But this took it up a notch. Yeah, I agree. And it's it, how would you rank them as the trilogy? Would you? I would rank Dawn first, War second, Rise third. Yeah, Rise right. I think is the weakest of the entries because Rise relies on the humans the most. Right. And I like James Franco. Oh man, he's I not thought... a, he's not a great dramatic actor. No, it's still a good movie though. He has this thing where he like gets a lazy eye when he's trying to be serious. Like, <laughs> I hadn't noticed. Yeah. <laughs> He's just not a great dramatic actor. Right. But I do um, like him. He's so just... do you have Don as well? or I have Don. You have Don I think as well. Because I know you like that trilogy especially, so I, I figured you put that as well. I love Don of the Planet of the Apes. Guardians has... of the Galaxy is an excellent movie, though. Not excellent. It's just... So it comes down to, to the villains for me, really. Because Guardians is awesome. Yep. But it's super uh, fun. It's chewy. I think it made Thor Ragnarok the movie it is right the now. The villain in Guardians is very one note and inconsequential. And Koba is a villain with a lot of weight. And you could actually like look at him and be like, you know what? I get where he's coming from. Why should they trust the humans? Humans are inherently bad. Like the humans did all this horrible stuff to him. And the Dawn movies and, and war have a lot to say about humanity. Hmm. and its inherent flaws. Yep. And I think that's what makes them a cut above most other science fiction and fantasy films because they're smart movies. They're well-written. They look amazing. Yep. And Plus they, apocalyptic, and which I always enjoy. they have things to say. I, yeah. I like movies that have things to say. Right. Puts up a mirror. We're Guardians, and shout out to James Gunn. Congrats on getting reinstated because... Oh, you, yes. You I heard about that today. That to happened today. Finish that movie. March 15th when that we're recording trilogy. this. Uh, what you did was stupid, but a lot of people have done stupid things. But what you did didn't actually hurt anyone. And you did not deserve to be uh, kicked off the film because of a bad joke. Right. And Gar- yeah, so Guardians 3 is in good hands. And hopefully that movie comes out. Yeah. But excellent. hey, finish Suicide Squad 2 first uh, and redeem that. Did he do number steaming. one? No. Uh, David Ayer did number one, but they wrestled the movie away from him, so they kind of just ruined Suicide Squad. I hadn't seen it. I heard it was garbage, so it's it's a case of studio meddling and just. It's one of those things like when you when you have as many kids as I do, you wait to hear what the reviews are before you you actually go out. I told you once you got over ten that it was probably time to cool it. Yeah, I gotta I gotta cut some. You've got parts of my body out. Uh, all right, so Dawn, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes moves yep. on over the Guardians of the Galaxies. Moving down, um, the next two movies, one I have seen, one I haven't. It's the third-seated Ex Machina versus uh, number 14, I The Muppets. You, I hope you've seen Ex Machina. I have. That's the one I have seen. Okay. I never saw The Muppets movie. I heard it was great. It's good. I heard yeah, it was good. It's, uh, 
it's it's another nice return. What's the guy? To what's the actor in it? Chris Jason Segel. Jason, I was in close. Jason Segel. It's right. another nice return to Where'd form he go? for. I, you know, I haven't seen him in a while, yeah, and he's in movies I I absolutely love, like Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love you, man. Underrated movie, like crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ex Machina is a. I thought, man, it's one of those movies that makes you think quite a bit. Talk about a movie with things to say, and yeah. yeah. I just remember the ending really freaking me out where he gets locked into that room and the door just closes yeah. before he can reach. And then the woman is just amongst the people and yep. no one will ever also, know. Uh, low-key Star Wars reunion there. General Hux and Poe Dameron getting right. down, getting <laughs> funky with some <laughs> robot ladies. Man, that dance scene. So weird. Oh, but so like mesmerizing from start to finish. You're like glued to yeah. the movie watching he, them. He's such a creep in that movie. It's yeah. like everything I imagine Mark Zuckerberg would be if he was secretly building robots in his basement. Yeah, yeah he can definitely afford all that property out yeah. there in the middle like, of nowhere. Where he, he would can... definitely be doing terrible shit if he was building robots. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. he's an unscrupulous... Well, he's doing terrible shit anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unscrupulous jerk. Yeah, apparently. So Selling Xbox all our data. I, I really enjoyed that movie. I think it's great. Yep, and I pushed that one forward just because I'd seen it. Um, it would, yeah. But I love it, it too. It would have beat the Muppets. The Muppets is a fun little movie. It's not X Machina. All right, so the seven seed District Nine versus the ten seed X Men First Class. Two great movies. Great I think. movies. Yeah. What'd you choose? District Nine. Me too. It won out uh, just because. Uh, what's the name of the director of this movie? You Neil Blomkamp. Yeah, there it is. Um, he sort of fizzled after this, which is unfortunate. Cause which I is think, unfortunate. I think this movie is brilliant. It has a lot to say about South African politics. And if yep. you're not familiar with South African politics, like the subject matter of that movie, this movie wasn't that long ago. No. This is, where they were this is a movie about racism. Racially segregating people. Right. But you, instead of a certain race of people, it's, it's aliens. A, aliens, yeah. yeah. Which makes it so much weirder to to interpret and digest. However, it's very poignant and yeah, and the whole movie you're watching it and it's just it's just insane how it all breaks down in the end. I thought this movie and then I it think, turns into a, an action film. <laughs> this movie changed the way people look at movies like this yep. because this was nominated for best picture. Yeah, crazy. And I actually crazy thought it should have won. Easy to think. Who? Wait, what year was that? Who won, do you think? Do you know? I can't remember. I'd have no, to look it up. But, And I'll put that on Twitter. I'll, I'll put the nominees from the year of that. Movies like this weren't getting nominated. No. And then this did. Right. And I think it opened some doors. I know, obviously, the Dark Knight fiasco was a big thing, too, where the Dark Knight didn't get nominated. People lost their shit. And then they're like, oh, we'll have 10 nominees. And, you know, who knew that was going to lead to the shitty Queen movie getting nominated? But here we are, so... So it was 2009 that the film came out. Okay. Best Either way, we both chose District 9. Right. Okay. I'm just, I'm, I can't Google this fast enough. Yeah. So District 9 wins out for sure. Although the X-Men First Class, let's talk about that a little I bit. I think X-Men First Class would have beaten a lot of movies on this list. It just kind of ran into something that um, was is different. a lot different. Than yeah. The when it came out, things, it was a different movie. It was exciting. When uh, Magneto's Nazi hunting in argentina or wherever he is right i mean that's so badass it was a good movie i thought it was good it first, was good first it ended was... kind of poorly in, um the battle scene at the end was kind of like ho-hum and yeah 
but overall I thought the characters were okay and it was, you know, it was the beginning of something bigger than what it started out as at least. X-Men First Class is an interesting case because it's, it's good. Uh, future Days of Future Past, which is also on here, is very good. And then you had Apocalypse, which is just a travesty. Right. Which is not on the list for uh, good reason. Yeah, X-Men Apocalypse is a terrible movie. Um, it somehow takes the team dynamic and makes it incredibly boring. Mm. Like, you know, when you have a movie like Civil War that has a battle scene that intricately uses every piece of the battle in a way that functions together and everything flows. And then you have X-Men apocalypse and they're literally just like throwing shit at the bad guy. Like, like it's like a video game. Like everyone's button mashing and throwing their special move at them. Right. And it's just like visually it has no appeal. That movie had a lot of issues even before that, uh, shoehorning and Wolverine, et cetera, and so on. Right. Um, yep. They definitely did but, a bit of that, but it's fun. It's like the, you know, it's the beginning movie yeah. so they got a lot First of the class, character development they get to I talk about how everything comes a, together I had a great villain i love the setting mm. uh nothing is uh there's not a lot of pieces of american history that are as uh, i wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily say interesting it's probably the wrong word but like the cuban missile crisis was an insanely intense moment in history where we we're like hours or even minutes away from two sides with nuclear weapons bombing each other you know, and to use that as the backdrop for right. their like first big, and then they stuck a bunch act. of X Men in there. <laughs> so, is interesting, right? Yeah, because um, they really don't do that much in the Marvel comic movies. No, at all. Even I don't. No, think. generally I think when, when real historical events are in comics, it's like very ham fisted. It's right. just like a hey, this is when Spider Man met Obama. Right, and it's in the background, yeah. and it it was a little moment in time. Yeah. Because uh, at least historically, as Superman was written, he wasn't ever supposed to interfere in actual affairs because it ruined the the childhood mystique of the character. Like, oh, well, if Superman could do all this, why wouldn't he just end World War II? Well, he can't because, you know, there has to be a reason he doesn't do it. Because right. Superman legitimately probably would end World War II. A lot of bad things were happening. So they had to find ways that... You know, he got disqualified from the army because he saw through the wall and read the wrong reading chart. Hmm. You know, and that eliminates the, oh, well, why isn't he there? You know, because he wanted to go into the army in like an actual way. He hmm. didn't want to be Superman interfering in international affairs. He wanted to be Clark Kent fighting the war. Right. But that's, you have to write your way out of these situations. Right, because it would be too kids easy. Kids believe these characters are real. Sometimes. Sometimes. You know, certainly... And it would make for terrible storytelling. Yeah. If they, you know, if <laughs> they Superman ended, solves the problem. Yeah. The end. If they ended all the world's <laughs> problems and then you realize we're still, you know, on a collision course with melting ice caps, you'd be like, oh, shit. My childhood was a lie. <laughs> right. Can't you use your powers to, yeah. like, blow cold air and Damn just it, solve Superman. the... Just go yeah. freaking freeze those things back up. Right. Exactly. All right. So moving on after nine. that. So so District Nine moves on over First Class, although I think it's pretty close. We're at uh, our most egregious ranking right here. Maybe. Um, so the two seed, How to Train Your Dragon. The two seed. The two seed. The two seed versus the fifteen seed Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I think it's a typo. <laughs> so I'm. Uh, I'm a parent, as I mentioned earlier. How to Train Your Dragon actually happens at my house quite often. 
It's fine. It's it's a great movie, I think. I really do. Um, I think the whole training them how to train the dragons, although the main character actually is a better trainer than anyone else or knows more about dragons than anyone else where he starts to learn through Toothless. Um, I mean, like that whole that whole aspect of it is just so brilliantly well done um that it, it it's just a great movie and like from start to finish it's very exciting maybe kind of ends a little poorly but um i don't know i really like the movie listen uh, we had to wait 30 something years to get a sequel to blade runner you have to wait like three and a half weeks to get sequels to these kids movies blade runner 2049 and i love blade runner well there's only three how to train your dragon movies yeah, three in ten years. And there's about good. ten other ones as yeah. well <laughs> that are not actually the movies. They're not the real but important ones. There's a TV ones. show, right? I'm I'm arguing for How to Train Your Dragon. However, I did pick Blade Runner in the end because it's a super stylized, awesome movie. And it's, it's a gorgeous film. It's ridiculously uh, beautiful. From I don't think it's as good as the original. No, of course not. But again, hey, Harrison Ford. Harrison gets Ford. Huge points. He's very sexy. Just. But you know, I could argue that How to Train Your Dragon is a good movie. It's a really quality film. You know what the best part it's about It's short, it's succinct, it's perfectly executed. It's yeah, a great movie. It's fine. Yeah. You know what the best part about Blade Runner is? 2049. Is that I think Harrison Ford literally just showed up with whatever he wore to work that day. Like right. He didn't get a costume. He's just like, no, nah, I'm going to wear my gray shirt. Yeah, he, like, he may right. have been mildly drunk. He probably right, flew dude, there I, on his own airplane. And he <laughs> just does set. whatever the hell he wants, and he's fantastic. Yep. And we better get another friggin' Indiana Jones. I just remember sitting in the theaters when watching Blade Runner and just thinking about how deaf I was. Yeah. Because it was literally the it, loudest fucking movie was it I Daft ever Punk heard. Did the soundtrack? Well, it wasn't even a soundtrack. It was just like the like a oh, every sound, sound. It's like it a motorcycle and a tunnel noise that just. Like, yeah. I had to cover my ears. That digitized orchestral music, like uh, Tron, can just be, like, right. overbearing. I mean, not it was, It's not good, but it's, like, it's a little much. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 love, a, I love a dystopian future movie. Yep. No matter what it looks like. I mean, it's Mad Max, kind of, with a little more it's, structure uh, and hope. So, which is weird to say, because there's not a lot of hope in that movie, either. I've read the, uh, the book, too. That Blade Runner was based on. Do androids dream of electric sheep? And that's also a good read. Anthony so. Dick, right? What's uh, his name? Dick something? <laughs> God, I should know this. Philip yeah, K. Dick? Philip K. Dick. There it is. Thank you. So, also, if you've ever read that, uh, it's a little bit different than the movie. Obviously, the, the, the crux of it is basically the same. But I think they do some interesting things with sort of what... A person feels like their status is and that's like owning an animal because animals are basically extinct right so if you own like an animal you have some you have some class like oh i have a cat wow or he buys like a, imagine like a goat and it makes him feel like he has wealth because he has this goat wow. and people will know if you have fake animals which you know like that's you know only a low class person would have a fake animal how dare they which isn't really part of the movies but that's sort Not of at all. this dystopian thing is that right. nothing really exists there anymore and what little do you do have is what sort of makes you feel like you're still alive. Huh. Yeah. That is that's I gotta read it now. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> and it's a super easy read. Yeah. Um, I, I've I've heard most of his books are very good. I think the biggest 
issue with Blade Runner 2049 versus the original is that there's no really compelling uh, villain style character. Like Rutger Hauer's frightening. Oh, he's menacing. In the that original, whole ending scene, you're where just he, like, like headbutts through the wall and like stares at yep. him. You're frightened. Uh, like I, I just didn't get much from Jared Leto aside from he's Jared Leto and he's weird. Yep. Yeah, he's got weird eyes, weird hair. He's always 30 seconds from Mars. <laughs> Which is an amazing band. Yeah, just... Totally, yeah. <laughs> totally amazing. He, it's not that his performance... His performance is actually pretty good. It's just the character seems sort of like... There's nothing to it. Right, yeah. You know? I thought so. it was good. I thought it was an excellent movie. I thought the uh, the weird scene in the water was kind of bizarre later on and, and they're all drowning in this like device it doesn't really stick the landing I it think doesn't the biggest yeah. issue with it but it still beats uh i need to watch that movie again Dragon. all right so let's let's run through so we have let's go back to the top so we have edge of tomorrow going up against wonder woman wonder woman um i pick wonder woman for this one yep me too just because i yeah. i like tomorrow's it fine i just kind of don't remember it too well i like it it's yeah but Wonder Woman really, I think, is a it's a game changer. Right, exactly. And for it's me, it's a powerful Edge of female character. It's great for representation, just as Black Panther. Right, and just as Aquaman is. We're gonna remember it across time. Yeah. Whereas Edge she, Tomorrow is throw she, it away. Who who ever thought they they'd make a Wonder Woman movie and she would essentially be the the face of DC? Right. Like we don't even know if we who Superman is. No. We don't we know don't. who Batman is. Nope. And we they got to like, figure that out real it, soon. Everybody loves Wonder Woman. Yeah, and everybody and we're loves see a lot of those movies. Momoa's Aquaman, and I guarantee you that's no nobody thought that was going to happen. Right. Interesting that Aquaman's not on here as well. Not that I've seen it, but actually, I would I would have that would have won a few rounds for me depending on what was facing. I I, I heard that movie. movie quite a bit. Um. All right, so that one moves on Wonder Woman, and then the next bracket down. I have Star Trek versus the Lego Movie. Yours is It Follows versus Lego. Okay, who do you got? So I took It Follows over Lego. Okay, again, a movie I hadn't seen, so yeah. I really can't talk much about I think it. You got to see it. We'll talk about it one day. I, mean, it I think good. you'll enjoy it. Okay, it's creepy. It's short. It's. I picked Star Trek over the Lego Movie. See, yeah, the Lego Movie I knew wasn't gonna go very far for me. Right. I think I probably would have picked Gravity if I had seen it. Right. But that's sort of the problem. Again, like, a miss. I feel I like... like the Lego movie, but at the same time, it you know, most kids' movies have more powerful messages. I like the message of the Lego movie, but it's everything in between. Like, Chris Pratt annoys the shit out of me. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm over the Pratt era. Right. He's fine. I think he's a nice guy, but Jurassic World 2 is a simmering pile of shit. That's funny. Like, uh, your sister says the exact same he's thing. He's not a leading man. <laughs> he's a great bit player. He's not a leading man. No, no. He's still the guy from Parks and Rec for me. Yeah. Um, all right. So for me, Star Trek moves on. For you, It, it Follows, follows moves yeah. on. Uh, going forward after that, I it's the... So we're, we're matched up here. Dawn and District 9. Dawn and District 9. Who you got? I chose uh, District 9, surprisingly enough. Okay. I love Dawn. Uh, I really love District 9. Oh, no, so. I think you skipped ahead. Because I have Dawn versus Ex Machina. Oh, well, I picked Dawn then. Yeah, I did. I picked Dawn too, so Spoiler I guess it doesn't alert. matter. Right. <laughs> it's hard to read these brackets yeah. sometimes. Dawn's just a... I mean, oh, that's a really tough one for me because Ex Machina is... 
It's a good movie. It's a quality one-off. It really, really is. Yeah. And it's, it's excellent, compact sci-fi movie. With, I think you with know, a you, very you, interesting theme. You get into a list of what's the best, and all these, most of these movies are going to have had something to say. Mm-hmm. So you're just kind of you, at, at some right. point it becomes personal preference. Right. Exactly. So a really nice, poignant message yeah. told through a sci-fi fantasy lens, which is what makes a really good sci-fi movie or fantasy movie. So really I chose. Good. I chose. Uh, Dawn, but I, it was close. I had Dawn moving forward too, and then below that is I had District Nine versus Blade Runner, which I think you had as well. Yep, right. And I chose District Nine. I, I chose District Nine too. Now, why is that the case? Because Blade Runner, people love Blade Runner. I and think like that, stylistically uh, speaking, it's it's so nice to watch. The movie's a visual marvel, right? And it's directed by a guy who's never missed, right? But the message but of it's, District 9 is so much more clear at, and important than yeah, the message of like Blade this. Runner, right? Denny Villeneuve has made all great movies. Hmm. Uh, Blade Runner's not even close. I don't think it's his best movie. District 9 is it's not even Blade disputable. Runner. Yeah, the new Blade right. Runner is not his best movie. District 9 is indisputably Neil Blomkamp's best movie. Right. What was the one he made right it before that? It was such a good movie. I thought that was his first movie. And then he made like Elysium, which had Didn't similar he make, like, messages. Squid versus the whale, or Squid and the whale, or something I like that. I don't think that's Neil Blanc. No, maybe I'm mixing no. up people. Okay, so District Nine moves on over Blade Runner, and then so in the next brackets. So now we got Wonder Woman, and it follows. I have Wonder Woman and Star Trek. Yeah, and it, I'm assuming you picked Wonder Woman. I picked Star Trek. Actually, you picked Star Trek. Well. All right, so it I, is a good movie. It was, I, yeah. it's, it's not my cup of tea. It's now when they, when they're now that I'm like talking this through, it kind of seems ridiculous to pick Star Trek, just yeah. considering how important Wonder Woman was. I guess it all comes down to which Chris Preference. Pine do you find more attractive? <laughs> the Star Trek, Steve one. Trevor or Captain Kirk? <laughs> Chris Pine versus Chris Pine. Yeah, it's a Pine thing. It's a Pine thing. I mean, I guess Captain Kirk is like I grew up watching rock. a lot of Star Trek, and that probably is the main reason I lent that I lean that way rather. See, that's my thing. I never, I was never into Star Trek. So, even though I, I think that's a good movie, that's why. Right. It just didn't mean anything to me. Of course. It wasn't like, oh, I've been waiting so long for Star Trek to come back. Right. It was like, oh, Star Trek's back. Nope. When did it leave? That was. I, my... I enjoy, I enjoy myself a good Star Trek. I was a next generation kid growing up, and I watched that stuff religiously. Deep Space Nine, really nerdy. Did you stuff. watch the one with Scott Bakula? What you know, I love Bacula. That was, I think, called Enterprise. Enterprise? Yeah. I think that's what it's called. Voyager, maybe? No, I think he's... Enter- but there is a Voyager. There was a See, certain time a period movie. I didn't watch it, but it was like Next Generation so you DJ's skipped Nine the most for handsome me. captain, yeah. which is Scott Bacula. Uh, well, I mean, Picard. Picard is not more handsome than Bacula. Picard is the handsome. I'm not going to... I'm not here to, <laughs> to blaspheme Patrick Stewart, but he's not Scott Bacula. Oh, man, I love me. Some Patrick Stewart. Quantum Leap, best show ever. Okay, so going down the bracket, um, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. And District 9. And District 9, who you got? Well, I chose District 9. I chose District 9 as well. Uh, I Just because I, I love Dawn, I think it's great. It's just a bad matchup. Yep. I think it would have beaten a lot of other things for me, but not District 9. I just thought District 9 was more important. Yeah, I think I think that's a piece of history that if you're un- unfamiliar with apartheid, it's worth researching and getting to understand how how screwed up it was. Okay. 
You know, they, they sent Nelson Mandela to prison for being a political activist. Right. And then he came out and he was the president of South Africa Can and you things changed. It? Amazing. You know, like he was in prison for what he believed in. Right. For a long time. Yeah. Equality. It's a terrible crime. Right. So you have Wonder Woman versus District 9. I have Star Trek versus Dis- District 9. I went with Wonder Woman. Wow. See, I, I, I stayed with District 9 through this okay. whole thing. Well, that's fair. I, I think it's just that scene, that one scene where she's... And I also, I've seen it more recently. Uh, so it's I think, true. I haven't seen District I think 9 in a some, couple of years. I think there's some recency bias for me because I can't get over that scene where she's running through that town. See, I think like Wonder Woman overall, so I think it's like an 8 out of 10 movie. The you know, ending like certainly takes it down. Like, it's good, but I think over over time, when you compare all these movies that came out, they're all from all from that you know same genre. They all kind of like flatten each other out somehow. Yeah, because they all have a similar premise, kind of similar action style, similar sense of humor to it, uh, mixed in with all the action scenes. So I don't know. Just District Nine felt different to me. It's it felt more serious. Different. It felt yeah. more important. It's. It's something holy. And they say unique. sweetie a lot. And, sweetie. You know, none of us are. Uh, I'm not South African. You're not South African. So. Definitely not. A lot of the uh, American comic book movies feel very familiar to us because we grew up reading the comics. Yep. You know, whereas this is a, it's a different part of the world. It's a different, you know, political landscape entirely. Right. Well, for me, that's versus Star Trek. So. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. seems a lot easier to make that decision somehow. So you chose Star Trek again? Well, no, it was, <laughs> it was Star Trek versus District 9, and District 9 versus Star Trek, like, all right, come on. Yeah. District 9. Well, that's fair. So you've got District 9 now against Mad Max, and I've got Wonder Woman versus Mad Max. Right. So we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we're on to uh, the alien sign language portion. Technically, it's not sign language. It's like alien symbolism. Mm-hmm. Uh, Teaser. Portion of the bracket. Enjoy. So we'll be back. So that actually concludes part one of our special March Madness sci-fi fantasy film breakdown spectacular. We're going to return with part two where we do the other sides of the bracket. And then we will also discuss our ultimate winners. So stay tuned for the next episode of Hops and Box Office Flops. As always, thanks to revengethefans.com. And you can find us on Twitter at, at hops and bo flops and myself at, at writer TLK. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>